Hey everybody, welcome back to Never Watch Alone, where you'll never have to watch a movie alone again. I am your host, Tim Lifeite, and joining me as always is my good buddy, Sean Wheeler. What's up, Sean? Hey, looking forward to this one. Let's get into it. Oh yeah, dude, and we have one more guest star, Mr. Audio Flesh himself, Samuel! What's up, man? What up? Yeah, How's man. How's it hey, going? Dude, it's awesome to have a new guy on the show. This is really cool. Hey, man, you want to give a shout-out to all your links, where we can find you online, where you, if you're having any new shows coming up? Because I know you've got, like, an insane uh, rep in the DJ scene. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is uh, to kind of tie it into the movie right off the bat. Um, Mortal Kombat, the soundtrack, and the movie, but the soundtrack probably is responsible for me being... Uh, really into electronic and dark industrial music. That soundtrack was very, very influential on me. And then um, you can find me at Audio Flesh pretty much everywhere. I know that on the at Critter Simp Food channel on TikTok, we are going to be releasing the Burger Combat video nice. uh, that you can check out. <laughs> and uh, I'll be playing Electronic Sunset, which is this... Uh, a festival in Bellevue, Ohio, and outside of that, uh, I'll be playing two sold-out shows for the Ventana CD release party uh, this upcoming weekend. So those are those people are also very big Mortal Kombat fans. So awesome, dude! Actually, that's probably going to be as of this recording anyway. Because just so you know, we're all recording this uh, um, the weekend before the new Mortal Kombat movie comes out. We're going to be posting this come uh, uh, May a little bit after. But, uh, yeah, dude, uh, for anyone listening out there, go check out Audio Flesh's stuff. I've put in links in the description below for you to check that out. But now that we've got that out of the way, we're here to talk about the 95 classic Mortal Kombat. You guys probably already went to go see the, uh, the new movie, either out in theaters or on HBO Max. But now it's time to return to the original fatality. Um, so yeah, you got no, now I know both of you guys are a lot older than I am. Uh, and you guys probably were right in the middle of the hype that was Mortal Kombat. I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. I saw this three times in theaters. Um, one, you know, right when it came out and then the two subsequent times there was a, a cheap theater, uh, near us where later run movies you could go see for a dollar. So Hell yeah. Yeah, so it's like I ended up seeing this a few times in theaters. I uh, definitely loved it. Um, I don't think there was a friend I had at the time who didn't own or regularly play Mortal Kombat in some fashion. So, I mean, yeah, I was like 12, 13 at the time. So right oh! right, in the right, right in the wheelhouse for like this Ooh, is perfect. You got in the sweet spot for this movie, man. Like that was the key demographic. Just a bunch of 13-year-old boys who were horribly unsupervised by their parents playing these new games. Uh, to be fair, I was not allowed to own it, but all my friends were, so I just played a shit ton of it at their houses. Nice, <laughs> nice. Did you get? Do you ever like go out to the arcade and play them too? Because that's oh, yeah, where they had the blood codes. There, there was an arcade like literally right across from where the theater was in the same mall where that cheap theater oh. was so oh, yeah. dude to be a kid in 1995 playing mortal Kombat, waiting for the movie and then going to see the movie oh that must have been an amazing afternoon dude dude 
Fuck yeah. Uh, what about you, Samuel? How? Because I know you must have been like right in the middle of that hype, too. Uh, yeah, the first time that I actually remember playing the Mortal Kombat arcade, uh, there was like a local homecoming, and there was a semi-truck trailer, and inside the semi-truck trailer you'd walk up the ramp and there'd be a, an arcade there, and I remember the first arcade right there, everyone was lined up, and uh, my dad took me up to the machine, and he played some kid, the kid beat him, the kid was Sub-Zero, ripped his head <laughs> off. And I remember my dad going, whoa, that's so cool. And that eventually built <laughs> to the hype of the movie. And uh, the movie um, was the first movie that I ever saw where everyone clapped at the end. And I, it, it was a packed house. Oh. It was a sold-out film. And, um, you know, there was just people whispering every time a character came on stage. Some would, you know... Of course, there's going to be that scene, and everyone <laughs> will eventually see it. But there's that scene where... Kano definitely like turns his face and you know that's definitely the time where everyone's like that's Kano and it was pretty sweet I saw the <laughs> Mortal Kombat uh, live show which was like this really it was like a wish version of Broadway except they gave you like some bracelet that lit up and then like Raiden needed everyone's power so all these kids had these bracelets on and all the bracelets lit up and uh, it was terrible, but it was so awesome because the hype for everything was just <laughs> ridiculous. I had Mortal Kombat, basically everything, played them in arcades. My mom took us out to arcades all the time to play them. Went to play it at Pizza Hut in uh, Oregon, Fuck Ohio. Yeah! Yeah! There was, there was a Pizza yeah! Hut, and it had it, and you sat down, and that was like the thing. Hey, you sit down, here's a few quarters. Dude! Mortal Kombat at Pizza Hut. Why... <laughs> More wait, perfect thing to play when you're uh like wait this is back in uh the 90s when Pizza Hut was actually real like it actually <laughs> was like good <laughs> and yeah, you, you sit there you get as a kid you go you go, your parents order the pizza they give you a couple quarters and while you're waiting for the pizza to come in you play Mortal Kombat dude I miss that I miss the 90s man the the, the Pizza Hut <laughs> I had growing up I uh, was always playing uh, Galaga. Right on, man! I am a Galaga fan. I actually, I actually uh, went to a bar um, up in Chicago that basically you buy one drink, all the games are free. One of those kind of bars, and uh, I actually wound up getting like uh, fifth place in Galaga, which for downtown Chicago, I call that pretty good. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, dude, I I actually got uh, exposed to Mortal Kombat a little bit late, but. but Again, I, that's because I'm the baby of the group. I, I was born in 93, so I was a little too young for this. But in all fairness, uh, I did have a Super Nintendo growing up, and I did get copies of Mortal Kombat's uh, 1 and 3, and then I eventually got 2 because um, I was kind of a weirdly reigning champ at my school. Because I was at a school, like, our the biggest class we were in was, like, 23 kids. So uh, it would be, like, me and four other guys throughout my childhood who would go there and i was always the one who would kick everyone's ass <laughs> um and then it was the movie when i realized that there was a movie for it it was on the v i saw it on the promo the promo on the vhs tape of the mask with jim carrey like i had i didn't have the the, the mortal kombat vhs but i did have uh the mask on vhs 
And every time I pop it in for the previews, the promo for Mortal Kombat comes on. And every time that dance track gets on, even then, I was like, yeah! Yeah, let's go! <laughs> that, that, that's really interesting because of the mass connection to Mortal Kombat. Oh, really? What's up? Um, So Cameron Diaz was supposed to play uh, Sonya, but she ended up uh, breaking her wrist. Uh, I think actually filming the mask or filming something else. And she had to drop out. Oh, that's so weird. Yeah, you know, I actually true. can kind of see that. I, I can kind of see that because I imagine she's like, crap, I really wanted to do this really cool action movie now that I'm, a, you know, like an actual star now. And uh, I imagine that's probably why she did Charlie's Angels like shortly after. Yeah, kind Could of be. a video yeah. game tie in. The mask is in the same universe, I believe, as Spawn and Spawn being in Mortal Kombat, the six degrees to Mortal Kombat right there. Oh, uh, yeah. Hey, wasn't the uh, the Spawn movie done by New Line Cinema as well? I think so. Yeah, they did know... all the gritty stuff, I think, for most part. Yeah. Oh, man. New Line Cinema was kind of fucking awesome in, like, the mid to late 90s. I mean, they were doing, you know, this, The Mask, Spawn. Uh, they were doing Blade. And then eventually the, the really big one, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, uh, I think that's yeah, kind New... of their high watermark. Yeah, man. New Line Cinema, they were fucking cool back then, weren't they? Oh. Yeah, like, honestly, when I was a kid, if I was going to see a movie and I saw that logo pop up, I was just like, oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of like seeing the A24 logo nowadays. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> the New Line Cinema is, like, ominous. Yeah. Like, the blue, the blue black, or the blue backlighting. I was like, oh, we're yeah, here. Yeah, sexy. That's that's some sex. That's a sexy logo. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we should actually jump right in and take a look at that sexy ass logo, because uh, I tell you what, man, uh, I, I kind of weirdly say the same thing about Annihilation. Probably, arguably, the best part of both these movies is like the opening credits, because it just kicks off with that amazing theme song that will never, ever leave your head. Uh, and it has, like, the the most perfect opening you could think. Just the logo that was clearly inspired by the, the 1989 Batman logo, where it's just, like, close-ups of the logo, and it pulls back. Boom, there it is. There's the title. But it's got flames, motherfucker! Because this is the 90s. This isn't the <laughs> hardcore 80s anymore. This is the Tech rad 90s! <laughs> Techno syndrome <laughs> by the immortals. Oh yeah, dude. So I think we should probably get this bad boy going because I'm already hyped. I haven't even heard the t the, uh, the theme song yet, and I'm already hyped. So for those of you listening back home, uh, get, either you can grab your uh, your Blu-ray copy or your DVD. Get your VHS. Why not? Go full retro with this. Why not? Um, it is also streaming on Peacock. Uh, it's for free. So. Uh, yeah, get, if you got whatever copy you got, you get your ass ready because we are starting this bad boy in three, two, one, click. And right away! Yeah! Oh, dude. I bet in the. Th dude, can, it just. It, uh, so you guys saw this in the theater, man. Like, weren't people just, like, standing up and just starting to just dance? Because I can totally <laughs> see that shit, man. Oh, yeah. I, I would, uh, I don't remember exactly, but I can tell you there was probably definitely an audible noise of, like, this is pretty <laughs> fucking cool. 
Yeah. Oh, dude, it has. I know like, my dad ooh. was probably nudging me, going, "Oh, isn't this sweet?" <laughs> it is. This is like one of the coolest dance beats ever, man. One more time, combat. Yeah. All right. And then right there, the movie starts. It, now, if this was Annihilation, that would have been the best part of the whole movie because it would have been. It was just downhill from there, especially after at the two or like the three minute mark, mind you. Too bad you will die. Like, oh, man. I, I don't think a movie uh, has sunk, has risen so quickly to its peak and then fallen to its lowest point so fast as Mortal Kombat Annihilation, man. Something that, I that's find really be interesting is the fact that, like, from the get-go, the, um, I think, I don't know if it was the producers, director, whoever, but the, the people in charge were insistent on Tagawa playing this role. Oh, dude, he's fucking perfect. Is oh, he uh, really Shang is. Song. I mean, but they were just like, no, that's our Shang Tsung, period. I, I, I'm with him on that. And it's weirdly enough because he's not like the old Shang Tsung that we saw in the games back then. But he's ha hamming yeah. it up here so fucking hard, though. <laughs> just that point. Oh, my God. He's so in your face. I love it. I love it. I don't well, care. Guess what? Liu Kang is gonna wake up in green. Oh yeah. Oh, we <laughs> oh, also God. have that little uh, that little cameo from the Mummy, right? <laughs> <laughs> Almost kind of shocked that that wasn't Brendan Fraser waking up from that dream. Oh, <laughs> uh, I do. I, it's weird because this is a this is a Paul W S Anderson, and yeah, he, all his movies seem to have like the same color palette. <laughs> Lots this was greens, yeah. I mean, red. this was his first big budget film, and actually, he was really nervous about it. And apparently, it was Christopher Lambert who had done a lot of this kind of stuff, who just had a really laid back and relaxed attitude that kind of helped the director like get into his groove and not feel so intimidated. Oh shit! Here we go with uh, with Sonya and Jax. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. I'm really disappointed. Jax wasn't a more like a bigger character in this. Like, I get, like, they were mostly going off the first game and Jax wasn't really introduced till the second, but I'm like, come on. How cool would it have been to just see his arms ripped off and replaced with robot arms? Like, that would have been cool. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll do that in the new one. I don't know. Because that's the fun thing. This is weirdly the last time, as of this recording, I mean, I know we're releasing this uh, after the new one comes out, but it's nice to know that this is going to weirdly be, oh, that's cool, that reveal. With Kano. What what I love um, about this is they loved his performance as Kano so much they retconned the video games to make the character Australian because they mean, liked him so much. I I mean Trevor Goddard man like he just owned this shit as Kano. I I don't care if like the prosthetic is kind of crooked and doesn't quite match up with his eye line. I really don't care. He's just he just has uh, so much fun with it, but. I totally buy it, for real. Um, but yeah, it's weird that this is we like the. We forgot to uh... set the. Uh... Oh, what's up? I was gonna say we forgot to set the uh, "Your Soul Is Mine" drinking counter for anyone drinking at home. Every time oh. Shang Tsung says that your soul is mine or someone's soul is mine, make sure to take a fifth of vodka. Um, and uh, and take a drink of water just to balance it out every time he stands up. <laughs> But, oh, yeah, man. Oh, this shot was really cool from the trailer where it was shot the Sonya with a shotgun. 
Oh, man. And <laughs> once again, like, like we said in our T2 episode, not nearly enough broken glass anymore. <laughs> we need more broken glass in these movies, you guys. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I was saying earlier, it's weird that this is because we're recording this before the, uh, the, the new Mortal Kombat movie comes out. Oh, Johnny Cage, bitches. Um, but this is going to be like the last time we get to see this movie in the light before uh, the new movie. Because like I said, we're recording this before, but releasing it after. But it's nice to know we're going to have that perspective throughout. Like we don't know what the hell the new Mortal Kombat movie has to offer. So it's nice to just kind of have it be in its own entity. Oh, that shot is so <laughs> fucking cool. With the sunglasses. That's that's some like comic book shit right there. You know, it's another weird thing. I totally saw this coming. Like, f even the first time I watched it, I n totally knew, oh, this is for a movie that Johnny Cage is shooting. Like, the some guy's going to fuck up, and they're going to say cut, and it's just and he's going to start, you know, wenching and complaining like an actor. Because that's Johnny Cage. <laughs> and right there, there it is. Get ready for the callback that'll happen oh, later. Oh, dude, the callback is actually kind of low-key dope. <laughs> that, that's that's actually one of the better parts of the movie. <laughs> Lyndon Ashby, everybody. <laughs> now, I looked up, uh, wasn't Spielberg actually supposed to cameo in the, as the director yeah, here? Yeah, that, that was supposed to be a Spielberg yes. cameo. I believe he was working on uh, either Amistad or The Lost World at the time. But uh, how cool would it have been to have Steven Spielberg show up in this? Because I know he's like a huge fan of these movies, or or, or of the games rather. Because he's Spielberg's been gaming since like the seventies, really. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm actually kind of surprised that uh, okay. Paul Anderson didn't actually cameo as himself there in that director role. <laughs> Steven Spielberg had a mortal pong bat shirt, probably. <laughs> mortal pong bat. Oh, wasn't that actually like a feature in like the uh, the newer or one of the newer games, the reboot? I think it was Mortal Kombat three. Oh, there it was, was. A cheat code for it. Nice, nice. Yeah, um, I think it was. Cause... You had to have two hundred wins in a row. Whoo, man, that is a hell of a cheat code. <clears throat> Uh, did you, did you what what games actually did you uh, were you guys really fond of playing? Because we all know the scenario here; they're all going to get you know recruited by Shang Tsung, go to the island, boom. Um, but uh, yeah, what what were the other uh, games that you guys really played for Mortal Kombat? Because I played uh, the first three, uh, the PS3 reboot, and just a little bit of X, not a whole lot. For me, it was really just one and two. Yeah, it was one, th one through three was like the main, and then obviously there was Ultimate MK3, which also had a debut in the arcade systems, and uh, I played that pretty often. Right on. And as they, it, it grew and kind of went away from like that nice side-scrolling thing, I, I started to lose a little bit of interest. Like the crazy thing is, is I've always enjoyed the hype, but uh, some of the games now I don't, I wouldn't say I play that often. Yeah. Although I really am, I do kind of want to check out some of the newer stuff just because the Gorno just has gotten insane. 
Like they, it's uh, yeah. Like they, they've got all these X-ray finishing moves, and uh, and you know what? Honestly, I kind of wish that uh, I'm I'm kind of hoping that the new one has those X-ray finishing moves because holy shit, are those a are uh, just a ton of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, dude! Look at these locations. I'm actually kind of yeah. shocked that they went out, like, where they go, like, out into Indonesia. It was oh, Thailand, yeah, right. and it was so right. remote that like everything, including the equipment, had to be brought in by boat, and they literally had to set up like outhouses in the area so that people could go relieve themselves because there was like nothing there at all in any way. <laughs> See, back in the hype of uh, this movie, um, there was a TNT or a TBS special. It was owned by Turner, but there was like an hour-long special that I had recorded on VHS, and it had all the crazy build-ups to, I mean, all the facts of how the movie was just very difficult to film. Oh, dude, that's actually really cool. You should actually, like, you know, uh, get to someone to digitize that VHS tape uh, and, you know, post it somewhere. You still have that tape, actually? Um, I might, but I bet you you can find that on YouTube. I'm sure. I have to look that up later. I gotta say, I was really excited for Raiden, and there he is, his silhouette, and uh -huh. then he reveals himself. Oh and like, hey, yeah, Christopher dude. Lambert. Okay. They got the the Highlander <laughs> man. Um, oh, here he is. Yes, bitches, the Highlander himself. Oh, actually, I'm not gonna lie. I kind of want want to have like Clancy Brown come in there as like one of the uh, one of the characters. Oh, actually, you know what would have been really cool if this was made like you know 15, 20 years later, and they could actually do like you know motion capture stuff for Guru. How awesome would it be to have Clancy Brown versus Raiden, like just here, here. a total Skylander crap? Like just hell yeah. Here's a fun thing. They wanted Sean Connery, and Sean Connery turned him down. So they got the other guy from Highlander. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's probably a little bit better, because let's be honest, Sean Connery would... I don't know if, if Sean Connery could pull off Raiden. I'm sorry. I just... Mm, no. <laughs> yeah, but Chris, But Christopher Lambert, he's actually really cool uh, as Raiden. You know, Ed Boone and John Tobias obviously are big fans of some of those older movies. I, I would have loved to have seen the guy that was in Big Trouble in Little China with all the light. Oh, obviously, yeah. you know, Lopan is kind of basically uh, Shang Tsung, like yeah. the girl with the green eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been really cool. Oh, man. No, oh, damn. I don't need your consent. I'm a full-grown adult. <laughs> you can tell by my luscious locks and motorcycle jacket. <laughs> my feathered hair and my luscious my luscious motorcycle jacket. <laughs> In all fairness, and my that, khakis. That, that mullet is seriously like one of the best characters of the movie, to be honest. Let's, let's be, <laughs> it's so pretty. Hong Kong. This is it. Never gets messed up. It's always nice and feathered. It no, yeah, you're right. And you'd think it would get in the way during like the fight scenes, but 
I guess that's really the benefit of having like makeup artists behind the camera 24-7. I also really love how this Hi, is... Hi, what's up, guy I'd never heard of before? I know, right? <laughs> I also really love how they say this is supposed to be in Hong Kong, but this is clearly on, like, some location in uh, in California. Because you can tell they're shooting it in really deep, uh, you know, uh, shallow focus to disguise that, oh, this is totally Hong Kong, you guys. <laughs> and Hong Kong with the white guy doing the sparks back there. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> Now, I will admit, I really do like this scene here where they interact with, uh, off of each other. He takes the money, takes the package, tosses it straight into the drink. <laughs> I'm not sure if it can be confirmed, but I, I actually heard that uh, Brandon Lee was considered to play Liu Kang before oh, he passed away. Oh, that would have been fucking cool. That would have been fucking cool. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily be surprised given the fact that the that you know Luke Hang was based off of uh, Bruce Lee. So oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, why not? I, I, mean, I know they were really trying hard to do to get uh, uh, Jean Claude Van Damme to do uh, Johnny Cage, but he's like, no, I'm gonna do the Street Fighter movie instead. Get lots of cocaine <laughs> too. <laughs> Seriously, man, it was nuts. That was such a, ah, uh, ah. Uh, he, uh, okay. Have you guys actually watched the Street Fighter movie? I've I've watched like most of it before I kind of gave up. <laughs> oh, I've watched it multiple times. I've met some of the actors from it. And oh, right on. Great, because <laughs> the guy who plays Zangief, I met him at a con on tour and. I did the whole turning the thumb to the middle thing, and he totally got it. It was awesome. <laughs> nice, dude. Oh, well, can we also just at least agree that this is definitely the superior of the two between Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter, the movies? Yeah, that's, that's an easy one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's not hard. <laughs> yeah, it, Video game movies, especially in the 90s, man, boy, they had it rough. I think that's one of the reasons why this movie was so fucking hard to get made. Because it's like, ah, we're looking at the numbers and all the critical response. Like, we don't want to stick our toes in that one. And then we do this and like, hey, we're actually competent this time. This was the well, closest with, one. Cons- or go ahead. Yeah, I it mean, really considering was. How, how bad the Mario movie did and the fact that the actors had to be drunk to even do it. That tells you a lot. That's oh, what I was man. bringing up is Double well, Dragon was not that great either. Oh, God. <laughs> Dennis oh, Hopper God, in that movie Dragon. was not just drunk. He was stoned out of his mind. <laughs> Good God. Well, Bob, dude, Bob Haskins was drunk every day. I, I believe that, dude. I mean, he's like, I can't. He's, or I got to do the English accent because he's English. He's like, I can't believe I did Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And now I got to do this whole shit. <laughs> so I love the fact that she really campaigned to have this role. Like she was all about uh, being so yeah. yeah. But then production hell went on for so long that she bowed out to go do Billy Madison, but then was able to come back on like a day's notice after Cameron Diaz had the broken bone. Like, she had no notice, and they're like, "Hey, you want to come back for this movie?" She's like, "Fuck yes!" Yeah, dude. I heard she was like, it's a "Bridget, Bridget Wilson." Yeah, she mm-hmm. was really enthusiastic about this. I mean, hell, they 
Didn't they like nickname her Robo Babe? I honestly don't know. Oh, they should have. <laughs> they did it. Uh, I think uh, I think Paul Anderson did that. <clears throat> interesting fact: actually, the highest rated, most skilled martial artist uh, in this movie is the actor playing Sub Zero. I believe that. Oh shit! Yeah, here we go. Get over here! That At- 90s CGI, man. <laughs> right? This was... I actually remember... Do you, do you guys ever watch the uh, the promos for this? And how it, it featured uh, cutting-edge visual effects. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like... Uh, mm, uh, mm, no. No, it doesn't. But nice try, advertisement. You're... I know you're really trying to pump me up here with the, uh, the, the, the dance beat you got going in the background, but yeah, <clears throat> I know they have like a, uh, uh, a contest going for like, if you bought so many proof of purchases, you could get like a shitload of merchandise and like exclusive posters and like a cardboard stand up that was like, you know, five feet t- tall or whatever. But, uh, yeah, it, it, the marketing for this movie was kind of insane, and it's, and I actually think it, uh, it convinced us that, no wait, this is actually good, it's, because <laughs> that's that kind of it's kind of the territory for uh, like you know both Mortal Kombat fans and for people who grew up in the '90s is like, look, we admit this movie kind of sucks, we understand that, <laughs> but our nostalgia goggles uh, make us love it. So we're cool. <laughs> I also really love how uh, most of them, except for Johnny Cage, is taking in stride that there's a dude with ice powers, a lightning god, and a uh, and and a uh, a guy with a scorpion hand running around on a boat. <laughs> There, I think they're. Well, Johnny Cage is probably like, well, you know, I've seen it all as an actor. I've been coked up, and so many hookers by now. Uh, I mean, I've seen everything. I've seen weirder things on Ice Cube hand. Big deal. I've seen weirder things on shrooms, man. Hollywood's a hell of a drug. <laughs> and now we have one. This is another drinking game part for, or part for the drinking game is any time that. Raiden starts spewing exposition. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I've kind of noticed that that was sort of this movie's whole setup, is someone fights, Raiden does exposition. Someone fights, more Raiden exposition. Someone fights, hey, guess what's going to happen? Oh, look, it's Raiden giving some exposition. <laughs> In all fairness, though, Christopher Lambert doing the exposition is, he actually kind of sells it. Except for this one moment that's coming up, which I honestly don't know if that was an outtake or not. And they just weirdly kept it in. I don't know. But I think it's like this moment coming up here. Yeah, I think it's in this shot. They're all great fighters, but we're going to trap them all into dying. It's actually a pretty humane thing to settle things. What an asshole. 
What an asshole. What that, are you three right people there. going to decide the outcome? Where he, laughs at, where he laughs and he goes, <laughs> sorry. That right there, I always thought, was that an outtake that they accidentally left in? <laughs> or is that just like a character quirk that they're throwing in? I don't know. <laughs> but I find it funny. <laughs> this movie is peppered with great and bad casting. Right. With questionable scenes that made it and it's i don't know it's that 90s thing that just sticks yeah with, uh, in the 90s it, it was so wild because um there's so much shit that they had no idea what the fuck they were doing i mean like you know computer animation was on the rise oh we got this moment here that was in all the trailers it has begun oh yeah i love that shit man <laughs> look at this bullshit Look at that! Oh, isn't that some amazing bullshit? I love it! Fuck yeah! <laughs> New Line should sell that as an NFT, because they would make tons of money. Everyone uses that Oh, gift. you're right. Not gonna lie, I dig these boats here with the uh, the dragon uh, heads. Wow, look at that matte, matte painting. Man, that's actually some pretty good work right there. This is actually when, you know, they were kind of trying and gave a shit. Because I always tell people, like... Clearly she doesn't have Verizon. Oh. <laughs> no, he, she definitely has Verizon if that's happening. <laughs> uh, oh, no way. Actually, you're right. Verizon probably would have this area covered. AT&T, on the other hand... See, now I just lost two, not one, but two sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh, Johnny Cage is going to do something funny. Blop. I'll just throw this perfectly good cell phone away. I, I don't need it. I know, it. right? I mean, it just it cost probably a lot of money. I mean, it's only the 90s. It's not like it's... Liu Kang rocking the khakis. Yeah, man. He really does know There's how to There's a smartwatch. <laughs> smartwatch at 95. Right? Ah. <sighs> You know, I get, I tell a lot of people, like, this movie is actually really great for its time. And we have to remember, we need to lower our expectations that, remember, people, this is the uh, this movie came out the same year as Batman Forever. Remember that. <laughs> we, uh, for us, for us, like, you know, you know, pop culture, comic book, movie nerds, it was a weird time, and you know, not all not all of them could be Terminator Two. I'm sorry, like they were, but they were obviously trying here, and we got actually something halfway decent. Especially with these sets, dude. I'm, I'm always kind of actually blown away by these sets. Although, do you notice the uh, the bad visual effects of the uh, Johnny Cage's luggage yeah. falling? Oh, it's so it's so silly when I see that. I'm going to say that if you're watching this, you don't need to lower your standards. You need to raise your fucking standards because this is gold. These sets are gold. Look at that shit, man. They really went out all out with these uh, these statues, the fucking yeah, fires. So the, the statues are done out of foam, and it, you can really tell because they definitely look like something out of a Guar music video. Yeah. Oh, shit. It's Reptile. Or, uh... <laughs> or... I was I almost was gonna say Reptar. Almost. <laughs> but 
He's too, he, he's not rendered well enough to be Reptar. So, Robin <laughs> Shaw actually got a little disappointed because he was originally supposed to have a love subplot with her that got cut out. And he, like, was really looking forward to that part of the movie because, of course, he was. <laughs> well, in all fairness, just, mm, just look at her. <laughs> I'm going to look a little bit to the uh, right a little bit too quickly while Reptile follows uh, the line of vision. Look at that. Uh, this was two years after Jurassic Park and four years after T2. <laughs> the visuals are fucking better than those movies, I got to say. Oh, you watch your mouth, sir. <laughs> Because, like, the... the, the vi- no, I don't know. I'm... Well, okay, you know what? I'll give you at least I mean, look this. at that CG right there. Those people look fucking real. <laughs> look at that food. That food looks real as fuck, dude. Jesus. Oh, okay, so all the budget went into rendering the humans and the, uh, the, the this amazing course dinner that we have here. But they clearly did not have enough left over. Yeah, that guy for for uh, for rept for reptile. Not- I like how Raiden and Katana just sit there, and all they do is help with stupid exposition and stupid riddles all the time. Also, you get, you, uh, did you also notice you that uh, uh, Katana also o- almost is always. Always accompanied by a flute, no, like a flute music cue. Like it's kind of like a, if you guys saw well, the. Well, uh, a big fan of Zelda, probably. If you guys saw like the uh, um, uh, the Snyder cut with Wonder Woman, every time Wonder Woman shows up, it's always that music cue of the. And it's like, oh my god, was this like the inspiration behind that? Like it's always instead of like the, you know, the the, the Greek co- like uh, god column thing, it was. It was the, the, the god flute noise for this character. Because every single goddamn time... Tim, I can confirm. <laughs> oh, you do? You can? I can confirm that Wonder Woman was directly inspired by Katana of the 95 <laughs> And no way... And, um, no way existed in the 1970s as Linda Carter. That was just a total conspiracy. Well, no. I mean, <laughs> Linda Carter didn't have a cool... Blah, Every time she showed up on the screen, Katana had a cool flute, so. I guess so. I guess you're right. Oh, man, why you... Okay, so you set up all this nice food, and now you're just going to trash the place? That's kind of rude. It's CG. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Fix it in post. Fix it in post. <laughs> what do we need for extras? Oily and ripped. Got it. <laughs> really ripped. Like... My God. Not going to lie. This is a really cool, like, okay, so we are uh, 27 minutes into this movie, and we're finally getting our first kind of fight, kind of, for, for the Mortal Kombat tournament on this island. Well, I mean, come on. Test screenings complain that there wasn't enough fighting. Yeah, well, in all fairness, that gave us some of our best. The better fight scenes in this movie. Well, yes. Kind of fucking cool, actually. I'm not going to lie. And then, of course, we got to incorporate it from the games. Flawless victory. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, Batman. That's some good shit right there. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh my god, Johnny Cage is probably my favorite character in this movie. Cause look, his his lines are really stupid and cheesy, but I'm kind of here for it, honestly. Really sad that they had to snap his neck in the sequel. That was that was a really big mistake. <laughs> I don't know. The sequel might have even been better than this one. It's probably the best. Movie okay, now I know you're trolling. I know for a fact. Even the fans hate <laughs> that one. Ed Boon is like personally embarrassed yeah. by that. What second movie? I don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, we got our first hint of Guru. And not, you know what? I'm not going to lie. Guru Guru is like actually uh, fairly rendered for a movie of this time for the budget that they got. Um, which actually I kind of, like, I, can you imagine if the, they dumped like a lot more money into this? Like say another 10, you know, 15 I more million bucks. I love how lost she looks right there. Like, he just walked ahead of you. And I mean just. Like, she could not have missed him when she walked into frame. And it's just like, where did he go? I don't know. <laughs> All right, now we got our... Goro is even creepier, though, just because of the whole uncanny valley. Oh, yeah. Just his presence. It's just <laughs> right? Like, oh, God, that's kind of creepy. Oh, that's a cool shot, though. That's, that's, that's straight out of uh, Last Crusade, I think. Well, but it's also, you know, giving the references to, like, kind of like the pit in Mortal Kombat, so. Right, right. The games. Though, not gonna lie, every time I hear Guru, you know, doing his grunting and whatnot, all I hear is Frank Welter. Like, he is, he's so distinct in his vocals. Like, I'm like, that's, that's Frank. Hi, Frank, what's up? How you doing? And now we have, quite literally, Trevor Goddard as doing an amazing Kano, literally chewing the scenery. Don't you love it? <laughs> you know, I imagine if you are brought in for Mortal Kombat, the feasts must be fucking amazing, actually. Just lots of turkey legs and, you know, gi giant boars and all these roasts. Lots of meat. Got to build up the uh, the protein for the muscle, for, so you can perform all the fatalities. Now you saw all those ripped dudes. Yeah. What do you think they're eating? They're not eating spinach. <laughs> no, no, they're not. <laughs> they're eating turkey legs and soles, Daddy. Oh my God. The one thing that you just really can't defend about guru here is the lip movement that's it otherwise the, the like the actual the armature the puppetry the the performance even the vocals by kevin michael richardson not bad but that lip movement y'all they just didn't have the budget to make a convincing face <laughs> No, it's he comes from the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, isn't Guru supposed to be an alien prince? Uh, from Outworld, uh -huh. yeah. Uh 
I can fight. I'll fight y'all. The way that some of these hierarchy characters appear, I just wonder what the fuck they're doing the rest of the, the time of the movie. It's like they only just kind of appear in the <laughs> shadows when it's like, oh, I've got something to offer. It's, it's, it, that's just... Uh, and meanwhile, I'm... <laughs> that's just movie bullshit, I think. The rest of the time, they're, they're, they're probably just like in their barracks, uh, either sleeping, meditating, eating, or, you know, tugging one out. You know, oh, basic, basic honestly, shit. Honestly, oh, based off. on how how <laughs> impeccably they show up, I think they're all just voyeurs waiting for their moment. You, you know what? That's probably another thing, because there is a lot of watching going on, especially by Shang Tsung. Shang, yeah, well, for sure. I mean, that's basically Shang Tsung's whole character, even from the game. He likes to watch. <laughs> maybe that's maybe there's like a code where you can just see him, like just slowly doing it while while the two like two big guys without their shirts on are going at it <laughs> i'd like to point out that uh, lord raiden is the only person who isn't really remotely creepy because katana is like ten thousand years old she's basically going to be the love interest of Liu kang and shang sung seems to have something for sonya blade and he's however many the fuck years old that's just disgusting <laughs> mm -hmm. that's the problem i have with people who fucking love Twilight? It's like you're so gross, right? Oh, dude, it's it, you're totally right, dude. It's a reverse Twilight. <laughs> it really is. Now I feel bad because I like Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a cool shot actually with the hallways, and I think we're about to get another fight coming up here. With oh, yep, there's that looking flute. That's what Katana does. She just looks, flute, and then walk, and then exit scene. <laughs> hey, Liu Kang, what are you, 26? I'll see you later. <laughs> he's like, it's all arbitrary, man. <laughs> 10, hey, at least she's not 10. She's 10,000. That's, that's, that's consensual age, right? Right? <laughs> right? Besides, I thought he was a monk. Aren't they celibate? Apparently not. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about the uh, the Asian sex. Oh, this is actually kind of cool. This moment br brought to you by the Predator. Oh, that was actually a really cool shot. Look over there. Not gonna lie. And them trees. Over there. Over there. Over there. If it bleeds, we can kill it. <laughs> Notice how he got acid blasted in the face. He can still see. He still has his face. Oh, dude, this he is Mortal Kombat. Apparently, it was just compressed air. This is Mortal Kombat, dude. You get hit by a fatal blow to the face, they'll walk it off. They'll be fine. They'll get right back up and go at it. It's Mortal Kombat, y'all. We've seen. I mean, he just got a bunch of reptile saliva, apparently, in his face, and he's not bothered by the smell. No one thinks it's disgusting. <laughs> he's just wiping it off like it just got splashed by some water. Well, it probably was water, though. That's the thing. Yeah. And besides, we can't. We don't have time to get hung up by uh, uh, reptile goo, because we got ourselves another fight coming up. 
And better yet, it's a fight with the theme song, bitches! Hell no, yeah! No. Oh yeah! I don't even care if the fights aren't that great. Like, I really don't. This move, this music's got me hyped up. Like, boom, kick that guy. Boom, and of course, that you guy. have to have some slow-mo shots in there. Yeah! Finish him! I also love this one shot coming up with uh, with Liu Kang, where he just does a random flip. He doesn't hurt a guy. He just does a random flip because it looks cool. Right here. Yeah. Random flip. Doesn't do anything. <laughs> but it's cool. <laughs> Double kick. Down, down back low punch. Back back high punch. Combo. Yeah! Oh, good <laughs> shit. You know, I, I would complain that the... I mean, when you take away the music, the fights really aren't that impressive. They really aren't. And I kind of wish, like, because I was talking to uh, Sean about this on our last uh, episode uh, when we did the Raid Redemption. I'm like, man, can you imagine a Mortal Kombat movie with, you know, fighting from, like, the Raid Redemption in here? Holy shit! You then then just throw on that dance track. Oh my god! It would be the most amazing surge of just pure testosterone, martial arts action ever. I'm actually kind of sad we don't get to see them take on all these motherfuckers. Zappy zappy. You know, now I kind of want to get a soundbite of uh, Christopher Lambert doing his signature laugh throughout this. Just, <laughs> and have that, like, be my notification sound for my phone. <laughs> that would actually be kind of fun, actually. I wish Christopher Walken would have Oh, my it. God. That would have been amazingly stupid. Oh, you know what? Just have him do it now. You know, have just you know, w w hell, you know what? Like, because that's done a some surprise animation. coming for all of us when that new one drops. <laughs> Just takes <laughs> off the hat. Uh, it is me, Christopher Walken. <laughs> I've got to tell you about Outworld. Owl's gonna be good. Hey, yo, Gado, I'm <laughs> going to Outworld. This is this is Outworld, and we are here to do Mortal Kombat to fight for the future of the earth your father <laughs> your father he, he fought the tournament not gonna lie good. <laughs> not gonna lie now i want to uh, now i want to see someone do a really good christopher walken uh d and dub over uh, <laughs> christopher lambert in this movie as like a fan cut that'd be fun oh there he is shang sung standing up drink you motherfuckers From this moment on, he says. Yeah. So you notice that uh, that little um, uh, banner of the Mortal Kombat symbol that he's sitting under? I really, 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 really want one of those um, <laughs> and hung up on my wall. That would. How cool would that be to have like a tapestry 
of the giant Mortal Kombat symbol. <laughs> so who's this guy supposed to be? Is he a character in the games, or is he just some... <laughs> he... You mean the rando? He's not a character in the games, but I can tell you, he's likely the second best uh, martial artist in the movie. And yeah, he is. I'm also weirded out, really weirded out. Like, like I get that you know, both staff fighting is a little bit more visually interesting than just two guys, you know, just punching and kicking each other. But at the same time, I'm like, why? Why are they going with both staffs? I don't know, but what I like up to this point is the fact that uh, Liu Kang came into the movie from a nightmare. There's really no background on the fact that he even is good at martial arts, and he just comes into this whole island and whoops ass. Right? Wholesale. Though, not going to lie, is, I mean, again, they are dealing with uh, what little that they can, especially with that PG-13 rating. But let's be honest, you guys, as, as, as well as these guys... Uh, train and choreograph and photograph for these movies this shit really could use a blood code and that right when he when he smacks the dude's ribs there yeah we should have had like an x-ray kill cam right there well shang sung stands up again drink drink motherfuckers if they wanted to use celery for the foley i would have had no clue that it was <laughs> Yeah, it's either uh, celery or bamboo. Drink up, bitches. He's taking another oh, soul. Oh, yeah. Said it again. He's drinking up that soul right out of those luscious packs. See, they got, look, they got the budget for the x-ray stuff. Why couldn't they do it when he got hit? That's some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do like the uh, the weird color uh, change that he, they make him to make him look deader, I guess. <laughs> oh yeah here we go sonia oh there he is standing up again drink up <laughs> interestingly she did all her own stunts for this movie oh really uh-huh oh, i mean if she campaigned as hard as she did i can i can kind of see that didn't like most of the actors do like almost 90 percent of their stunts yeah most of them did she did all of hers actually her shoulder got dislocated uh during one of the fights and they just literally popped it back in uh, and she didn't have a problem again, so good for her. Right on, man. That's a real trooper. That's hardcore. Oh, shit. I think it was actually during this fight that she actually, like, popped her shoulder out. So I'm not gonna lie to you guys. Uh, if you guys, if, for anyone who might have watched this on mute at, like, a bar or wherever, um, and you were just kind of watching, like, uh, the interactions between Kano and, uh, um, and Sonya, I submit to you, if you were watching this on mute and had no context, you would swear that these two were two divorcees who really like to hate fuck. Like, really hate fuck. <laughs> That's actually the backstory. Oh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Because this whole movie, like, I want Kano and I want him right now. I'm going to, I want him so bad I can practically taste him. Like, just, just fuck already. MFDM, Juke Joint, Jezebel. 
<laughs> Industrial classic right here. Yeah. yeah, dude. The soundtrack is just as good of the movie, if not better, actually. I love the fact that they were so insistent on having this kind of mu- music for the soundtrack that they had to go through a couple different music publishers to actually find someone willing to do it. Because, like, they went, they tried to go through Sony, and Sony wanted to put, like, pop music in, like fucking Janet Jackson. And they're Fuck like, that. No. Right? Fuck that. Dude, are you kidding me? KMFDM used uh, parts of the movie in their music video, and it actually got retconned by MTV because it was deemed too violent. <sighs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to Not going <laughs> to lie, though. This is... Finish him! Not going to lie, though. This Kano does kind of have the best death. <laughs> Whoo! Damn, those are some killer thighs. It's been a while since I watched this. I forgot how much she was spitting. <laughs> Look at the car. Look, there's some cars in the background to the left. Oh my god, you're totally right. And there, there's some guy walking in the woods. Like there, you'll <laughs> see like some extra or some don't guy you, who probably shouldn't be there. Don't you also love how there's absolutely no like segue between the last fight and this one? It just right, jumps right just, in. And yeah. you know what? Yeah, to... I'm okay with that. Oh, that's CGI, man. That's CGI. All three characters have been together up to this point, and all of a sudden Johnny Cage just finds himself in an apple yep. orchard. Get over here! Fighting fighting a scorpion dude who's got apparently a, a the living... The worst rendered scorpion thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, dude, actually, how cool would this sequence be if they converted it uh, really nicely in 3D? How cool would that actually be? Not going to lie. I totally would see a 1995 re-release in 3D. That would be kind of cool. Pending if we can actually go to cinemas again. Ooh, cartwheel. Oh, yeah. Get over here. (laughs) He saw that from a mile away. He's like, I'm just going to move my head. You know, maybe the reason why there was like no... Oh, there it is. Uh, like the Right, but that was supposed to be the end of that fight. How dumb. I'm actually really glad that they went ahead and extended this fight because seriously, this is... Yeah. Okay, so for you guys, what's like the best fight in this movie? For me, it's this one. This was definitely the best. I got to say it's probably between this one and the reptile. Yeah, it's, that's, an, it's, that's another one. It's interesting one. you say that because both those fights were added in later because there weren't enough fights. And those two fights, because they were added in later, actually they had um, Robin Shaw was the one doing all the choreography for them, not the fight choreographer. And he Man, was using... Should... The wire work technique he learned from when he was a stuntman that didn't become popularized in the West until The Matrix. But huh. this was the first time they were doing it was in these two fights, this and Reptile. Dude, dude can you imagine if uh, they actually went through with that uh, and just had him do the choreography? Like, how much more amazing would this have been? Right? Also, Scor- the guy playing Scorpion was supposed to just be an extra, but they were so impressed by him... He was supposed to be a ninja extra. They were so impressed by it, they gave him the role. Nice. Also, this part, this part right here, this is a key part of the original games because I know you guys played. Uh huh. Kick, kick them when they're down, and she's that kick. 
She's the kick button until until the, the life bar goes down. That's what you would do. The thing that I hated about this as a kid was the fact that Scorpion lost to Johnny Cage. Of all <laughs> that is it true. It bugged the shit out of that me. That is true, Which, man. By the way, if you're paying attention to the soundtrack at home, you're listening to Fear Factory, oh, man. which is pretty 90s. Dude, all, this, yep. is, this is like peak 90s. All of this. It is dripping in the 90s. <laughs> Oh, yeah. All right, here we go. Flipping up. Back, back, low kick. Wombo combo. This guy and... tried out for the Olympics, apparently. All <laughs> right. He took gold. So you learned that from Carrie Strug. And we even got to have a get down here now. We had to get over here, we had to come here, and now we got to get down here. You know, even though Scorpion loses the fight, I got to say, they did, like, really milk it, uh, what little his character provided in the games. I believe this set was built in an old airplane hangar, from what I remember. Oh, look at that dolly zoom. I, that it I believe. might have been. That, th that I'd believe, man. I do really dig the design, though. Like, can you imagine? Oh, this is so cool. Yes. I am this better Skeletor than the one in the He-Man movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably the, the coolest scene. Oh, for real, dude. As far as when he rips off the, the framing as pertains to the game. Yep. The way he rips it off, the special effects, and... By far the coolest death. Like, finally, we get to have, like, a really violent fatality. <laughs> oh, it's cool. And now he's going full Predator and blows up for no reason <laughs> other than it looks cool. It's like the same exact I love the picture there, though. Oh, that's a great little, like, homage to the uh the fatality i like that that's actually really good it's corny when you don't when, when you have no idea what the hell that is you're like what but when you're a mortal Kombat <laughs> fan you're like oh hell yeah that's awesome and that's what this movie i think really is is like look if you're a mortal Kombat fan obviously this is like a fucking staple classic for you but oh there's that looking flute again um but if you're not if you're just like a general audience it's like, eh, you know, you, it's one of those things where you can take it or leave it. But Mortal uh, us Mortal Kombat fans, oh, dude, this is a great time in the movies. Always is. Yeah. Fight! Build the, central, the, the central and sexual tension here. For real, man. The only hope I have is that you'll step on me. Please, woman. <laughs> I don't give a shit if she's 10,000 years old. I'll, I, I'd ask her to step on me, too. 
I'll tell you what, it would get real annoying with all these fucking riddles. So. <laughs> no, really. I do that Can't now with like... people that are nearly my age. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's the thing. That's the thing when you become ten thousand years old, is that you speak only in riddles. That's the only way you can communicate with people. I mean, she just as easily could have just been like, hey. I mean, this was like the precursor. This is the plot design for the movie Signs right here. <laughs> <laughs> for real. Uh, like, just fucking say water. Just say water already. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Get Dasani or Aquafina or, or Fiji water to sponsor this shit. And let's get it over with. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> Not going to lie, though, I kind of I still wish that the screenplay was less about, you know, this whole convoluted bullshit about he needs to win 10 straight rounds of Mortal Kombat. Now he's about to win 10. Like, dude, just have just it. okay. so did you guys ever see uh, a Teen Titans episode where it was basically a riff on this where it was one dude who would um, take uh, all the powers of the losers into his medallion? And uh, they found out halfway through, and they wound up fighting this one dude who had all their powers. Mm. Like, why couldn't there was a Teen T Well, there was a Teen Titans episode that was ba that was basically the plot. Why couldn't that have been the plot of this movie? It's not about Shang Tsung, you know, like deciding the fate. No, he's just here to get like everyone's powers, and uh, you have to fight all of. The and they realize that oh, he's here just to take them out. Like, it's not just a tournament for fun anymore. It's actually about our lives, and we got to take them down. Like, it, you don't have to involve the fate of the world in this. I kind of wish that was the, uh, the, the, the plot of the movie instead. It would have been simple. It would have been easy. We would have had a lot more action and a little bit more character stuff. But, again, the script in this movie is not its strongest, uh, is not its strongest point. <laughs> Let's be honest. This action sequence is pretty strong, though. This one ain't half bad. Although I'm kind of yelling this whole time at Sub-Zero. Be like, dude, just fucking ice him already. Like, that was your whole thing. He you did all that flipping to fall down. I know, right? Like, dude, your whole thing in the game is to freeze dudes in midair and then just do a down punch and so, beat their ass into the ground. What's really funny is that... Uh, Robin was supposed to do his flips too, follow him down the ramp, and he couldn't pull it off. So that's why you get that lame little jump there. Eh. Oh, now he's doing. This is like an advertisement for Tums right here. Uh, <laughs> uh, or what was it? Uh, five degree. Or did you mean? Did you mean stimulate your senses? The fresh maker. <laughs> I was gonna say stimulate your senses. <laughs> Winter fresh. There's the flute again with riddles, the goddamn flute. still understood her. <laughs> oh, now you get it. Also, dude, don't you just love that um, Liu, Liu Kang took, like, forever to let Sub-Zero, like, uh, juice up his powers. Like that, sh like, that moment where he's waiting for him to, you know, get his, charge up his energy. That was like a DBZ moment. Also, that let's be honest. This is probably the worst and most fatal uh, uh, ice bucket challenge that we've seen ever. <laughs> like that is like I've seen some AS, uh, some ice bucket challenges go uh, pretty damn wrong, but I think Sub Zero here took the cake. 
time to bring in the big guns. It begins! Also, using that guru puppet is really expensive, so we're just going to throw, literally throw our extras around. One right after another, and I'm 90% sure they reused a couple of these shots. Use all the takes. We're going to use all of them. <laughs> all the takes. I don't care if that shot was out of focus. We're using it. <laughs> Not going to lie, this is a really cool shot. With the gate, the smoke, the Kate, <laughs> and Guru himself. <laughs> it just reminds me of Toka, Razor. It's totally Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the All right, now this, this is a cool shot. <laughs> Motherfucker, what? <laughs> this is a boss battle I was not prepared for. I don't nearly have the amount of XP to, 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 to take on this motherfucker. Damn! Come on! He's basically a Walt Disney animatronic. They're easily broken. Also, I'm kind of amazed that they didn't go uh, stop motion Good for the way they did it. Because <laughs> I know for the uh, the game, when they were doing the, uh, the image capture, uh, that it was... Uh, Guru was a stop-motion character, basically. I guess it was going to be... I guess stop-motion would have been too cheap. Come on, dude! Keep your hands up! Finish him! <laughs> okay that that was the other thing that i was a little disappointed is because as you know when we played the game guru is one of the most annoying opponents you have to play because he's so overpowered and i'm actually kind of shocked that they didn't have the mo the move where they just pick the guy up with his bottom arms and he beats the <laughs> beats him with the top ones like over and over and over i mean we got that one punch but surprised he didn't do it like he did in there i guess it was it was too expensive to do that. <laughs> I was just going to say it must have worked because we all got quiet. All the 90s kids were like, oh, shit, that was brutal. <laughs> Wrong! Goro got hit. Oh shit, he's taking another soul. Another drink. No! Huh. <laughs> 
And once again, we had our fight scene. Now we got to have Raiden do some more exposition. Am I right, guys? Oh boy, going with that old cliche. It's like you, you, you must face your fear in order to win. I need to list all of your character flaws in order to gauge the audience sympathy. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh, just so like Sauron, right? <laughs> he, well, speaking of Sauron, it actually it's actually kind of weird because we're totally getting like a ripoff of the Two Towers shot coming up. A ripoff? I would say the Two Towers are ripping off Mortal I think it's Kombat. It's towards the end of the movie, <laughs> but yeah, totally. The ice, his eye, the great eye pierces earth, rock, bone, and. Someone from uh, New Line definitely probably worked no! on both. Flashback! Love how you can get uh, flashbacks induced not just through dreams but also through meditation. So is this them trying to like build up like a, a romance thing between the two of them? I honestly don't know. Because I swear it's so... It's weirdly forced, I think, in this. <laughs> you're automatically the most... Uh, you're automatically the most... Uh, uh, yeah, right here. The most egotistical person I've ever met. Oh my god. Like, right there and then, you're like, oh, well, these two fuckers are going to get together. Oh, well. Which I'm sure Shang Tsung is just going to, you know, as always, be idly in the back just watching. Always watching. He really is a watcher, isn't he? <laughs> just from the shadows, from the chair, from his balcony, from his little, his little throne on the beach. 
just always watching and be like, yes, <laughs> yes. I kind of want his jacket, though, to be honest. I really oh, want dude, that. Oh, that, dude, that jacket is kind of fucking yeah, that, dope. That leather jacket's kind of amazing. I don't know why he wears it, though. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it's true. The The climate seems rather warm. I, I you, you have a point. I don't know why he needs it. Hey, man, you just got to go with that, like, really cool leather jacket, man. I mean, it looks good. Was that actually, you know what? That might have been a weird that like that was a trope before the trope of the long coat leather jacket. That's Matrix before Matrix. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, I mean, yeah, but you know, this was after the crow, and so you already kinda had the Oh, that's a good point. The crow. Yeah, I, I feel that if we're talking where did this trope start, I mean that was that's Maybe a good argument for that. No, in, actually, at least of the '90s. <laughs> no, you're totally right. It was definitely the crow that had that first. Um, but yeah, wasn't that also a uh, a New Line cinema movie? Uh, I think that was actually Miramax. Okay, gotcha. I'm not sure, but I think it was. Not gonna lie, that silhouette shot of Guru is fucking cool. See, it's it's good when you don't actually have to see the face or the <laughs> bad lip movement. The guru puppet is actually pretty good. Otherwise, <laughs> just don't show the face. Just don't don't show no, don't do a close up, Paul Paul Anderson. Don't do the close up. Keep it in the wide shot. It, it that's where it looks good. He had he loved the wide shots a little too much in this movie though. <laughs> Oh really? No, I like the what? No, no, no. Really like he didn't know how to shoot action, so at first he was shooting all the action sequences in wide shot, and the actors were getting exhausted. Well, I mean, so he, so yeah, but that's how you do it, though. Well, that's how Jackie Chan works. <laughs> well, FYI, the crow was done by Miramax. Oh, it was I, done by Miramax. Right, okay. Yeah. Oh, look at that bad foot movement. They're trying so hard. You can tell. That's that's the one thing. That's why I'm really forgiving about this movie is that they are trying. <laughs> they are. Also, low blow, sir. Although I like this moment where it's like, like Raiden's like, ha ha, yeah. It, oh, sorry. But, but the best expressions they put on Goro's face the whole time is after he gets butt-punched. <laughs> I mean, look at those. Cockshot! The eyes dilating are real uncanny valley because you can see, like, the motors, like, just kind of working them because they just don't dilate right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, they weren't quite as fast back in 95. We, we had to wait for a little bit more sophisticated stuff for the, the motors to be a little bit more convincing i like how goro's belt buckle has like a yin and yang symbol as if that really did anything for his life <laughs> i know right <laughs> uh just gonna say last crusade did that shot better 
But you know what? You know what? So, uh, Sam, you mentioned that you were kind of pissed off that Johnny Cage was the one who took out Scorpion. Well, now he gets to yep. take out Goru in a flawless victory, no less. Yeah, we really got to consider who might be the the most feared fighter in this whole movie, and I don't think it's it's anybody but probably Johnny Cage. He takes out the most reputable names, to be honest. Right. And he's got this cool callback. Let's not be on. Yeah, man. I love this shit right here. Let's take the puppet and just show its head going through the thing. Yep. <laughs> best best uh, fall to the death since RoboCop. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> the arms. And they had four arms oh. to look really bad in this. Oh, boy. Okay, this is the part where I actually got a little mad at the movie. Where I'm like, dude, you built up Sonya to be this badass character, and now she's just the damsel that you see in every goddamn movie. Like, how disappointing is that? And then worse, they, the next time we see her is in this really skimpy outfit. I'm like, come <laughs> on, you guys. Like, dude. It was the 90s. Yeah, I know. Look, it... I would have been more forgiving if Shang Tsung put, like, a spell on her or some other kind of sorcery to hold her down instead of just, like, the weakest, like, like, like neck or arm hold ever. Like, come on. He's a sorcerer versus a cop. Well, she... Like, at least exploit that. I, then I'd be a little more forgiving. Sonya Blade, the champion of leg day workouts, but the failure of upper body strength. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. It makes sense now. Lower. That's where her lo her lower body strength is where her uh, her strength lies. Yep. All them squats. <laughs> Not nearly enough pull ups. Oh, shit. Woo, look at those effects. <laughs> you know, Where I wouldn't hell? mind a, like, miniature candle holder of one of those, like, desiccated statues. That would actually be kind of a dope thing to have. Like, eat, uh, like on your, uh, uh, on your table... Like you get yeah. like a whole bunch of get like a whole bunch of people over for a dinner party and have that as a centerpiece. <laughs> See, it's the oh right here, like oh uh, in the union of the two towers. <laughs> oh, that's some that's some alien shit right there. So during the building of the set when they were filming it, apparently there was a lot of calls. Uh, because jets would like fly nearby or overboard, and they thought that there was something crazy going down below. <laughs> oh, we green screen alone. or probably blue screen? Oh, I don't know. I mean, that, that it looks like like it could be an actual location thing. I mean, they did build like a big location there's one shot that lasts fucking forever and it's in the wide shots well, apparently a lot of this was done at an old uh foundry 
god, that's CG. Oh, that was definitely rendered on Windows 95, you guys. Oh my god. Alright, here we go. Now we got another good fight coming in. Yeah, for me, uh, you, uh, this is probably my second favorite fight after that uh, Johnny Cage Scorpion fight. Now, what uh, what track? Now, since uh, Sam, you're like a real expert on these uh, music track. Which one is this? Uh, I believe it's Tracy Lords, and I think it's just the instrumental. Oh, okay, right on. Which, for those of us at the time, shocked to learn that Tracy Lords made music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still, though, I'm not going to lie, if they had just put, like, the main theme on e under every uh, every single fight scene, not going to lie, I would not have been mad. I really would not get mad. Because I can have that shit on repeat for out for uh, the entire runtime of the movie. And you know what? I would not get sick of it, even after hearing that song over and over that long. I really wouldn't. <laughs> Did you guys hear the uh, uh, the remix for the, uh, the the new one that's coming out? Yeah. Well, what'd you think of it? Because for me, I'm just like, eh. I've heard, uh, and but to be fair, I'm really picky about my remixes and whatnot. Because I've heard several remixes of uh, the Mortal Kombat theme, and none of them really quite capture that almost untouchable, pure '90s. Uh, perfect perfection mix of quality and camp you know like that original theme it, it felt like it balanced everything perfectly and just, uh, i've heard a lot of remixes and some of them kind of get there but they just don't quite reach the level for me for that original but that's just me um and when i heard the new one i was like eh, it's okay it's i also really miss the uh, the naming of all the characters in the song which I guess they want to keep us a secret for the movie. I I don't know, but the new one it's it's eh for me. I don't know. What do you guys think? Um, for me, I'm partial to the '95 one for obvious reasons. Oh, but dude, I totally. listen to it, and I gotta say, uh, as a piece of work, I think it's excellent. Uh, and I yeah. think the best way to to really probably experience it is probably I have to see how it resonates in the atmosphere of the new film before I can make it because make that justification. Yeah, I feel you. Oh, hey, check yeah, it out. I agree with that call. Like, I want to see how they incorporate it before I make a judgment. Same here. As on a the, piece uh, on its own, I can on the see music. it's like, yeah. Or on the music, something a lot of people don't know is that there was three Stabbing Westward songs included in the Mortal Kombat movie, but they were omitted from the soundtrack because uh, John Tobias, one of the creators, was a huge Stabbing Westward fan. Oh, yeah. right on. And once, hey, right, I know we kind of missed it, but once again, Katana and her looking flute. All right, so first off, who is that random extra who ran past the uh, the camera? And I'm really curious as to why 
they are holding on this wide shot for like a full 90 seconds <laughs> like i think they're just really trying to justify this for this wide shot and also so that they can dub in the uh, whatever they want in post so they the lip movements don't have to exactly match the actors i i completely agree i think they just like we're missing a piece of exposition and people are confused and so here you go long wide shot also we get to justify our big say... expensive set yeah i would i honestly think that it's probably to establish outworld as a place different than the other places we've seen Mm-hmm. it just feels a little i don't want to say cheap but it all oh, right here <laughs> Together, my lord Sauron, we shall rule this Middle-earth. Uh, I feel real. You know... That hair. Oh my god, that hair. It's, and I think uh, that's what I find most hilarious. Is like, he took the time to do her hair, and that's what he chose? That? <laughs> you know, I can... I can kind of see like Bridget Wilson being so on board with this movie, and then she like sees the the third act of this the script as like a rewrite, like when she gets her sides in and they found out, oh, we rewrote the the third act of the movie, and she reads it and you're like, you're fucking kidding me, right? Because, <laughs> <laughs> good lord, this third act is just, it's kind of dumb. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Because uh, we already saw, like, probably the two best fights in the movie already. And now we're just kind of waiting to be, like, for them to uh, pull the ultimate reveal. Like, oh, yeah, they're totally under the hoods already. And they're going to reveal and save the girl and defeat the villain and save the world. And burp, 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 burp. Oh, it's whatever. Let's see that. <clears throat> see what now? Oh, I couldn't see something, but it's oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Man, dude. Bridget Wilson said yes to this costume. That costume is dog shit. I'm sorry. No. Uh, yeah, you're you're completely right. It's not good. No, no. Because I think, uh, what was it? Uh, um, as you guys know, I'm pro uh, especially you, Sean. You you probably know how big of a fan I am of Honest Trailers, and uh, yeah, they're, they they I think they made the joke like, Sonya Blade is here to snap legs and be objectified, and she's <laughs> all out of necks to snap. Oh, didn't see that coming. Not gonna lie though, I really do dig the set with the giant Mortal Kombat dragon logo on the floor. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's it's a cool set, but <laughs> but the script is not very strong. <laughs> and God, that awful leather dress they have her in is just still painful. Like every time they show it, it's like, oh God, no. Including and and of course with this uh, shot coming up here with uh, with Johnny Cage fight me <laughs> winner take all brah also 
I got I, I, I got to my I'm sticking my quarter on the machine for next round, okay? <laughs> I, I was my, totally Does anyone else find it really weird that he's like, leave us? Like, wouldn't you want some witnesses to your victory? Like, wouldn't you want your fan club to be like, you're awesome? Oh, totally, man. Oh, this shot right here. I mean, like... he's so good. He doesn't need justification. <laughs> uh, instead, we get objectification. Ew. <laughs> All right. Play that theme song, bitches. You know it's going to be real. Yeah, test your might. The dude who yells most... Mortal Kombat <laughs> should get a medal. <laughs> yeah, beat the shit out of one another. You know, I kind of wish that he did keep the crowd, because then we could have those little moments from the game where, you know, one of them gets a really hard blow, and we go... Excellent. And you hear the crowd go, whoa. Those are like one of the best moments in there. Like the interactive crowd in the game. Just you punch someone really hard in the air and they're all, whoa. Okay. So this is another big bullshit moment. We stop the theme song because there's a little bit of blood. This is Mortal Kombat, you guys. It's all about the blood. We do not stop the, the theme for blood. We start the theme when there is blood. And we make that shit flow like Gatorade. <laughs> Once again, more more exposition. Although this time it went by Katana. Nice little change up. Oh, shit. Now we got character. You know, it right here would actually be a great opportunity to have a Ninja Turtle crossover. <laughs> I seriously was just thinking that. I was literally thinking that. <laughs> like, how amazing would it have been if, like, four fucking turtles in bad rubber outfits came into this movie? Like, this would have been for, like, you know, 12, like 12 14 year olds kids like seeing this in the theater this would have been like this is the best movie ever made the bad rubber outfits that somehow were still better than goro i know right oh my god <laughs> it's so weird man you know how cool it would have been to have like a uh a, a mortal kombat clone game with the ninja turtles Oh, that would have been cool for an arcade. They missed out back then. So is that Only supposed to be... Only if we get a little uh, bit more uh, Super Shredder. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey, isn't that Shredder right there, though? <laughs> or is that it, just it, a, it's a till... <laughs> it's his dad. <laughs> Although I kind of wish that they... Not gonna lie though, that was a really wasted opportunity to have like some cameos for other characters from the game. Well, what I what I just realized though is that they pull out to the wide shot and suddenly those like where's Yeah, where was she? Where was Sonya? Like they were watching, they pull this wide shot, they show the whole area, they're nowhere to be seen. But suddenly they're observing again. Um, I have because the high movie ground. set. <laughs> 
It's over, Liu Kang. I have the high ground. You underestimate my power in combat. Don't try it. <laughs> All right, not going to lie. That was a really cool uh, 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 character morph. Especially for the time. For this movie, that was actually a pretty good character morph. Probably stole I guess that they... from that Michael Jackson video. Uh, <laughs> I was actually... Yeah. See, I was going to say, like, hey, maybe they actually got someone who worked on T2. We need to have... You know, it's it's crazy. This should be a powerful moment. But it's not because it's interrupted by fucking exposition. Like, this should be just, like, a, a really silent, tender moment. And have, like... If they only would have learned a really from heavy moment. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> Well, you know what? Actually, I think some of the the uh, the sets here oh, were recycled. Foil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't you just love the old school stuff? I really miss like the the, <laughs> the uh, old school, you know, in camera stuff. There's a there's a weird charm about it. I think it still uh, suspends disbelief and you're not having to use too much of your imagination where you can just use enough but still be grounded in reality. For sure. Come on, get up, fool. Get up. Dude, you've got all the XP. You should be able to take this dude out. Push up, very impressive. <laughs> My hair is awesome again. <laughs> I know, right? I was just thinking that. Like, you can read my mind, Shang Tsung. Well, you should know by now that my mullet is the most interesting thing. Now, this is weird. Like, automatically, he just says that you're losing control of the, all the souls that you uh, you have. And it just sort of happens. Liu Kang should have just said, you're dead. And just watch Shang Tsung roll over and die. Plot-wise, though, it might make sense. I mean, he's been hearing Lord Raiden's bullshit the whole movie. He probably learned something <laughs> and used it against Shang Tsung. Right? You just need to tell him, no, you don't have your power anymore. It's gone. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> like, Let me tell you about your insecurities. Now. <laughs> now you feel weak. Because I told you so. <laughs> I don't like you. And my friend doesn't like you either. <laughs> oh, here we go. The, real, the shot that was in all the trailers. Yeah! I'm going to roid out! Kick! Wombo combo! Oh, I totally forgot. We missed his signature bicycle kick with uh, Reptile. I missed my chance to go.
fatality. See, right then and there, I really wish they could have compromised and got something from that. Because right. that was... Come on, dude. Like, this is the main villain. Can we... And once again, no, not a flawless victory. You got hit, bitch. <laughs> a lot. That was not a flawless victory. Also, Raiders of the Lost Ark did that better. Oh, yeah, here All we go, Ark. and only one. Oh, hey, dude, check it out. It's one of the earliest uh, uh, sky beams. <laughs> hey, dude. Man. That's uh well I think uh, the only the the earliest iteration of a sky beam yeah Ghostbusters that was the probably cinema's first sky beam now we got it in this one and, and now we got my it gosh everywhere. how many '90s movies at this time were putting this song in oh yeah <laughs> oh that is so true hackers had it to begin yep. the movie I think yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. Yeah, I should look that up sometime. How many movies have used orbitals healthy on and on? Oh my <laughs> lord. It's just everywhere. It's only fair that we create a movie of our own and use it. <laughs> <laughs> no oh my god, right? No no no. We create a movie centered around it. <laughs> was this was this track included on the soundtrack? Because I yeah. know for a fact yes, it that... was. Okay. Because I know for a fact both y'all have the soundtrack. Guilty. Yeah. <laughs> Are we going to fuck now? Apparently it's credited. <laughs> apparently the soundtrack's credited as the first EDM album to go platinum. Oh, is that right? I don't know why they would necessarily use that terminology for specifically this soundtrack, but whatever. Eh. Why, who are these why kids the what, who, who are <laughs> these kids we don't know it just looks cool also how did they get back to the earth realm that's also, never explained why are half the kids in robes and half of them in school uniforms and why the red and why the blue and white what what's the explanation movie that's why <laughs> oh my god Christopher Lambert. Highlander himself, man. They all live happily ever after. Or do they? They are interrupted by a doctor. I swear to God, this is this isn't a Mortal Kombat character. That is a Power Ranger villain. Voiced by Dr. Claw. But who cares? Dance track. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Whoo! I think this song this song was also on the Mean Girls. Oh, soundtrack. was it? Was it really? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. my god, I don't remember that. Oh. Liu Kang, Raiden, Johnny Cage, Scorpion. Okay, you know, actually, because they name all the characters in the song, I'm a little mad that they didn't have, like, a post-credit thing where they actually name them in sync with the song. Hell, they don't even have the actors sync up with the with it. Because they're crediting all the actors there, and they could have been like, that's Kano, that was th this person. That, like, I don't care, whatever. It's 
it was the 90s and they i feel like they were uh really running low on on uh, <laughs> getting running by on steam trying to get this damn thing out but uh yeah so how's it hold up for you guys man because it just it this movie weirdly gets better the more i the more i watch it i didn't like it the first time i watched it i liked it a lot more the second time i really liked it uh this morning when i rewatched it so i could refresh myself for the podcast and i had a blast watching it here i mean it's I look have... if i didn't have so much nostalgia i don't know that i would still enjoy it as much as i do yeah that's fair Sam? I would say for for most part I've this movie I believe you know on VHS is probably one of the ones I watched the most on VHS I mean was the, was the I tape literally like could and quote this whole it, film was uh, yeah was I, the, I could uh, quote this whole movie was the tape like black and white by the time you were done with it because I've had a couple of tapes that I ran through so many goddamn times like the the tape itself got deteriorated to where it was just black and white it wouldn't read color anymore <laughs> oh wow the uh <laughs> tracking on it definitely was an issue at at some point and i mean i could quote this there's a lot of nostalgia there not only for my personal reasons but it was something of the time where you know it's like the movie that me and my little brother watched and we just watched and quoted and it was like the thing that everybody in school you went to school everyone did and um I don't know if I can be really objective about the movie because it's seriously pierced a certain part of my uh, upbringing and a definite part of Americana that if you weren't necessarily around at the time, I don't know if you understand just how epic that game coming out and that movie meant to just that whole piece of time frame. I mean, with... You think about it now, I mean, Terminator's in Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat's not in Terminator. Like, and yeah, they're, they might not yeah. be like irreversible or, you know, you can't switch them necessarily, but Mortal Kombat is really just, um, even though I can't say that I play the new games uh, all that much, it's just a real big piece of uh, anybody who is basically born in the mid 80s to the mid 90s. I mean, if you were in that time frame, it's a staple of your existence. And oh, I just, totally, dude. I I can't be objective. It it holds up. I mean, it's not a movie I would put on um, all the time, but I would be remiss to say that I don't put it on at least once a year, just trying to fall asleep and just to have a good feel-good moment for myself. It's a really good comfort movie for you then, isn't it? Yeah, and like I said, the soundtrack is similar. For yeah, I real, mean, I would, dude. I would put it in, in the... I mean, it's not going to be one of my like first go-to comfort movies, but it's definitely one of those movies where if, if like if a friend of mine and I were hanging out right there, like, hey, you want to watch Mortal Kombat? I don't know that I'd ever necessarily be like, no. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> oh, if, dude. If I'm just kinda, you know, if we're just bored and hanging out, it's like, hey, you want to watch Mortal Kombat? I'm like, yeah, hey, fuck it, why not? Like, yeah, I, I mentioned that because uh, we're kind of taking a, a bit of a break uh, this this month to kind of revamp some stuff on the sh- on the show here. Um, and we're not going to be back for a little while. But uh, I, I said, well, I still want to do a little something in May. And I was like, hey, Sean, you want to do Mortal Kombat? And you were like, oh, hell yeah. I was like, I was like, I was actually kind of blown away how enthusiastic you were. 
Um, and then, of course, bringing in Sam here for this. Like, that was just an added bonus, man. Like, because I, uh, I haven't seen uh, Sam here since our uh, the old days of BG, man, at, uh, at the uh, – uh, <coughs> the uh, wow, I'm blanking. Um, <laughs> I could feed it to him, but I'm just, I'm just, I'm letting it at go. The liquid, at the liquid, bar, at the liquid bar. Yeah. <laughs> at the I Nation. The I Nation. Thank yeah. you. Wow. And the, that uh, feels like and a the pantheon ago. of movies. It, it's funny to me because this movie, it's like, uh, you know, there's certain movies, if they're on television, you just watch them. Shawshank Redemption, Jurassic Park. Yeah. And yeah. this movie is not nearly the cinematic genius of those films, but <laughs> to me, the way that the movie's paced, it's it's oddly, it's reminiscent of like the Muppet Show or like a wrestling show. It's it's kind of, a, it's like a variety show. They just oh, cut actually, it like it's a, a variety comparison. show. Like every scene just has its own start and. It's like everyone is so aware of the folklore uh, and the backstory of the movie that it's the movie gets away with playing off that a lot because it's like, hey, do we need a plot here? Everybody knows what the plot is. Let's just cut it here and run it, and it works. <laughs> yeah, man. That's actually a really great way to compare it. It is like a fantasy-tile WWE kind of movie. I like that. That's really cool. I never would have thought about it like that. Cause it's just yeah. well, we so got ninety crazy. sweaty dudes <laughs> <laughs> and dance we tracks got 90 in the sweaty background. Dudes. Yeah, yeah. And weird dark characters. I mean, that steal your soul. <laughs> I mean, a couple you know, pissed off that, Skeletor motherfuckers. Something that should be said. <laughs> I mean, it still remains the fourth highest grossing video game adapt adapted movie of all time. Would you say, uh, like, it's hard to say because I haven't seen a whole lot of them. But would you say this is the best uh, vid move, um, video game to movie adaptation ever? No. Because <laughs> it's one of the better ones that I've seen. Um, oh, it's definitely one of the better ones that, that I've seen. But like, it, it's so hard to uh, evaluate all that. Because it's like, okay, are we looking at it as a good movie? Are we looking at it as a good adaptation? Are we? So there's a lot of factors there. And that, I think, kind of makes it a bit difficult. Okay, well, uh, what would you say I mean, is the best? I don't know that I could, like, solidly be like, this, this is it. This is the best movie made off a video game. Um, I'm definitely going to put this, you know, in the upper echelon of those movies. Because sure. most of At them are not three. very good to begin with. Um, but, as I said, it's just, it's kind of difficult because there's that hard line of, okay, I like this movie, but I didn't have a whole lot of necessarily, I had no I'll have like an awareness of certain franchises, but not be like a deep fan of them. Right. And so it's like, oh great. Like this, this was a decent movie adapted off the video game. Right. But I don't know if that's true to the video game or not. Cause I haven't played enough of the video game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's cause... like, I can't really make that call. Cause I just, I might like the, a movie adapted from a game, but not have enough awareness of the game franchise to know if it was a solid adaptation from that franchise. Gotcha. Oh, here we Case go. Case in point, I've never list. played a ton of... I've I mean, I've only played Tomb Raiders, like the, the reboot, more recent ones. I never played the original one. So it's like, yeah, I like the Tomb Raider movie, but I never played the games it was based on. I knew of them, but I didn't play those games at that time. So, oh, wow. Uh -huh. Juno... 
Oh wow, Juno Reactor was in here? Man, that's yep. the early days. Early days, because now Ju Juno Reactor and Junkie XL, those guys are like in every fucking movie these days, I swear. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, I think uh, it's the probably the best uh, noticeable... I mean, certainly for the time, it's the best video game adaptation. Mario Brothers was fun. It's oh, cyberpunk yeah. as fuck in this odd way, but it's <laughs> yeah. not adapted well. Double Dragon was double the shits, but I liked it because it was that 90s cheese. I tried to watch it. That didn't age well. And <laughs> Mortal Kombat 95 still ages uh, as well as you would expect it to be for a movie. And it follows, I mean... They get away with Sub-Zero and Scorpion being kind of under a spell. And uh, there's still things that don't necessarily add up. But for most part, it it fits the uh, the atmosphere yeah. of what everyone was looking for. And like I said, I'll never forget sitting in a movie theater and everyone standing up when those credits hit and just clapping. And I'm like, I got chilled. I got goosebumps right now just thinking about <laughs> being in a theater and, and experience that a kid and your mom and dad are like elbowing you like, oh, wasn't that awesome? That was so cool. What, what yeah. I will say, I will agree that this was, at the time, this was the best one that had ever been done. Oh, for and sure. I think this is definitely the one that has made Hollywood keep going back to that well hoping. Um, if I really have to think of, you know, uh, a personal favorite, I actually really do like uh, the Silent Hill movie. But again, never really played those games. So I can't speak to whether it's a good adaptation from the franchise. I, yeah, I can see that. I hadn't seen that one, but uh, I hear it's actually not half bad. Um, there's there's a whole lot. Like, uh, I hear, <laughs> well, I also hear, like, you know, the, the Assassin's Creed movie has gotten people so fucking split and the warcraft movie i don't even want to get into <laughs> it's just like yeah but uh who knows maybe this uh it, you'll probably you know for those of you listening now you'll probably know whether or not the new mortal kombat movie is gonna like maybe break that mold finally who knows we're listening to it like the week before like the the week before that movie comes out so uh, if, if you and, and let us know in the comments, honestly, if you guys think if there's if there's another really good uh, uh, video, a uh, better video game movie, or what's the best video game movie, and if you think we should do a, a, a podcast about that, start demanding. Give us our hashtags because I don't get nearly enough traffic on the uh, the Facebook pages I would like. <laughs> so just yeah, man, it's it's been really fun hanging out here in the '90s, and uh, yeah, I think it's gonna. You know what? Uh, like I said, we're going to be taking a bit of a break. We're not going to be back until uh, the end of this month, but uh, I might bring in another bonus episode for you listeners out there just because I love you. Um, but at the final week of this month, we're going to go again, do another mid-90s classic that is objectively bad, but is still super fun and a masterpiece in its own right, especially for guys like me and has a kick-ass soundtrack, we are going to do Space Jam! Oh yeah! I have been so excited to do this movie, and I can't wait to see you guys at the end of this month to do one of my all-time favorite movies of my childhood. So uh, it's been amazing for now, and I'll see you then. So 
Uh, uh, Sam, thanks again for coming on. Again, if you uh, get you guys listening at home, check out his links. He's an awesome, awesome musician and an amazing artist. Check out his tour dates. Get some tickets. Tell your friends because uh, it'll be good, man. Um, so, yeah, thanks again for having, having you on here, Sean, uh, Sam. It was really fucking awesome. <laughs> no problem. Sean as well. It was uh, great to have him on here as well. <laughs> oh, apparently, he's, he's, we, like, apparently we can't have two like other guests whose names start with S. Like, Tim just can't keep it straight. I can't. Be- well, also because you guys I met in the iNation scene, so you guys are o- almost like practically interchangeable. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I'm so awful. Uh, I'm firing myself. That's it. No, I'm gone. No, what does it mean? <laughs> I, I am way too – I am like too pasty white to be mistaken for a Samoan. My God. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're you're Hell, I'm too pasty white to be mistaken for an Italian. Oh my lord, I'm going to hell. I Guess what? Hell. I, everybody, this is the first time I'm saying it. It's right here on this show. Sean Wheeler is audio flesh. <laughs> <laughs> I have accomplished nothing, nothing in my life. And uh, for most part, I eat gas station hot dogs, and um, that's <laughs> so that's where it. you've Sean been Wheeler's all week, Sean. Push. Oh God, that that whole thing where you wanted to go to China for to to commute and to educate and be an educator uh, out overseas—that was all just a cover for your tour, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> All right. Well, I, th- I think I should cap this off because uh, yeah, we, we, we're getting all over the place. So, um, yeah, man, I've had a really good time with Mortal Kombat. Uh, I've been Tim. I've been Sean. And I used to be Audio Flesh. <laughs> and you will never have to watch a movie alone again. Peace and fatality.